I'll be honest with you, rodeo season is about to kick off, and I am not a rodeo guy, uh, but I do like good cowboy boots. And Tacovas, well, they're all about rodeos, but you know what else they're about? Rock and roll. My best friend is a rock and roller. He's a guitarist. He wears these boots. It's awesome. Tacovas believes in Western for all, and you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. Offer to boot shine and drinks, yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. You can even get custom leather stamping or branding that'll make your boots truly one of a kind. Look up your closest store on Tacovas.com. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com. And Point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use the code TRUCKS at checkout. That's T-R-U-C-K-S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter the code TRUCKS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas, Only at Tacovas.com. Isn't this a joyous season, my friend? <laughs> no! It's not the world's no. on fire. No, it's no. the holiday season. It is the holiday season, yes. No, and what do we do during the holiday season? First of all, we celebrate. We, we do, we do. So before we even go any further, I want to say... Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Joyous Kwanzaa, and have a wonderful Festivus. I think I covered it all. Hope you guys are safe, sound, and happy. Yes, uh, that's very important. But also during the season, we review what we've done over the year. Mm-hmm. And this episode of TFL Talking Trucks podcast is all about best, disappointing, and surprising pickup trucks that we've driven and tested this year. Yeah, so for those of you who are like, where's Cybertruck? We haven't driven it yet. No. Can I quickly go into a quick rant about that? Okay, sure. Yeah, please. Uh, Recently, there was a video published showing the Cybertruck on the side of a hill being dragged off the side of the hill. We also published something about I know we did. And um, I wanted to point something out that a few people who are pro and con uh, Cybertruck were, were saying, and that is, it's very simple. Any vehicle in that situation mm, could be stuck on the side of a hill just like that if they have the incorrect tires. Yeah. And it really is about tires. And so if you guys are in some magnificent, powerful, off-roady or street-biased pickup truck and you have crap tires for snow, you might get stuck in the snow. So I'm not going to sit there and rain on the parade of Tesla specifically because of that particular video. Although, I got to tell you, well, Ford is sitting there going, yeah, yeah, we're the ones who pulled them out. Uh, so. It wasn't even Ford proper. It was nice gentlemen that happened to be near there. Exactly. And they some, were driving was, Ford trucks, right. their own personal vehicles, yep. and they pulled out the Cybertruck. Right. But I want to go to the bottom line on that, which is its tires. And this time oh. of year, if you guys are going to be bouncing around the snow and ice and you're not using the right type of tires, you could get stuck too. So keep that in mind. Yeah. And actually, we do a lot of tire testing as well. We do. Well, this is not primary uh, focus for us because we test vehicles, right? Yes. But uh, just recently, the guys, Tommy, Cole, Case, they went out into the mountains with Grant, mm-hmm. and they tested uh, snow versus 
socks, you know, actual chains and uh-huh. socks for your tires. Yeah, <laughs> little booties. You little, put a- little cute little booties. I, we've done this before too. We've done sim or we've done similar videos like this before. Uh, and the guys work really hard to make these videos happen, and I'm very proud of them, especially because they're out in the freezing snow and we're not. But the point is, is that we do have it out there. And there's an important thing to consider, which is if you are thinking about going into snow country and you do not have dedicated snow tires, please consider a snow aid, that being a chain or sock or something that you can put on your tire. Yes, very important. Which is why, how about we start with the best pickups we've tested, experienced, Absolutely. drove this year. Um, can I start or do you want to start? Uh, you go ahead and start, bud. Okay, so one of my uh, vehicles on my list that was I, I thought was kind of a home run mm-hmm. um, is the new 2024 Silverado ZR2 Bison Diesel slash Sierra 1500 84X AEV Diesel. <laughs> That's a long name. It is, but one of the main reasons why this was such a home run was this powertrain. Am I correct? Yeah, because before the 84X... Uh, trucks and or the ZR2 half-ton pickup trucks did not have a diesel option. And everybody, including you guys and us, have asked GM, why not? Yeah. And then they finally were able to work it out, and they finally offered this engine. By the way, we will be doing more testing with the diesel ZR2 very, very shortly. Yeah. But, and and it's not a very affordable truck. It's quite expensive. But it's just kind of a dream truck. It has a lift, mm-hmm. it has pretty good tires, Yep. it has lockers front and rear, it has skid plates and protection packages, and now efficiency of a diesel. It's important to note that pretty much every vehicle on this list, with only a couple exceptions, will have that caveat of saying it's overpriced. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's not much we can do. No, I mean, we, sorry, could, we could write petitions and letters and you know lobby our government but government has nothing to do with what these automakers are charging with these no trucks. but they do because they they have emissions controls and safety controls yeah. and regulations which do have some to do with it but then again there's these base model trucks that are about twenty thousand thirty thousand fifty thousand dollars less and they still have those same emission controls and safety controls. Yeah, they do. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I had to win that argument. But let's continue. Um, okay, I agree with Andre 100%. This is a very cool truck. Off-road capabilities there, but what's really cool about it is on-road capability. These things get amazing mileage, have yeah. fantastic range. And are, the thing about diesels is that they're not always that great city driving. You know, they just sometimes they lag a little bit or whatever. These diesels are a lot different. Yeah, uh, they updated the power levels on the new three-liter Duramax right. straight six. It's a straight six. Yeah. So, and I actually had the chance to drive the ZR2 Bison light-duty diesel in Palm Palm Springs, California, because that's where one of the events was uh, this year, and at lower elevation, because we're we test at higher elevation here. Yeah, we do. Dude, it was really fun at lower elevation, even though it has a turbocharger, and then no turbocharger is supposed to make up for elevation. Yes. Uh, when it had a little bit more oxygen, boy, did it fly. It flew. And at the same time, there is an extra video showing Andre with the nightlife in Palm Springs. What? And talk about flying. <laughs> okay, that's, no, this is on. a different channel. Yeah. I, I don't think that's, that's TFL After Dark. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to catch you off guard. Okay, the second one. Sword. Sword. I said sword. Uh, Ford. Katana? I, <laughs> why not? <laughs> Ford Super Duty Diesel. Dude. Um, 
Oof. Yes. You're, now so, you're talking about their new diesel, the 1,200-foot-pound yeah. bass fish of all trucks. Yeah, dude. So uh, it's a new truck for this year, 2023 Ford Super Duty, including the F350, mm-hmm. 250, and actually 450s and 550s. You right. know, we've actually sampled some of these trucks thanks to our friends at Elevation Off Grid. Right. Uh, but um, t- talking about all-stock vehicles as well. First of all, the latest power stroke high output, we we just tested it on the MPG loop. Yeah. Super fast. Yes. Super powerful. Yep. And also it turns out efficient. It they really, I mean, yeah, okay, it's expensive. Yes, once again. But they really Ford is just absolutely killing it with the heavy duty diesels. Just unbeatable in terms of numbers. Now, everything else, reliability and uh, Well, we don't know about the reliability yeah, exactly. yet. We, we don't know about that yet. Because, because they, I'm sorry to interrupt no, you. No, no, that's right. The high output has a s- special turbo. Mm-hmm. You know, it has a water cooling circuit right. just for the turbocharger. It has a unique um, injection system because mm-hmm. it is making 500 horsepower and 1,200 pound-feet of torque. Right. Uh, but, um, and it should be reliable in the future. I mean, because they've been kind of refining this engine over the last three, four years. Right. But, dude, on the iCat, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tested the Tremor, which is a very heavy truck. Yep. Uh, F-250 Tremor with platinum luxury uh, appointment. Yeah, it has a winch, and it has all the armor on it, and bigger tires. And, and massaging else. seats. Yeah, and massaging seats. And still, it was really efficient, even after all that stuff. Really impressive truck. Ford is absolutely killing it with heavy duties. Yes. And, um, I mean, we could go on forever, but we have a long list. Right? We do. And that's why we're kind of pushing past this. Listen, guys, if you have any suggestions or any comments, by all means, put them down in the comments below. Um, or you can join and become one of our patrons. Yes, right? dude. Uh, absolutely. So patreon.com slash TFLCar is our only Patreon page, which is where you can support us. But also, you can use this as an interface to us. A direct uh, one. Yeah, direct one. And first, uh, I wanted to thank Greg Now 12 uh, recently submitted a donation, which helps us a lot. By the way, you can email us anytime also. Of course. It's not like we're requiring money. <laughs> But this is the way to kind of jump into the front of the line yeah. and get, uh, I mean, I hate to say it, but money talks and you guys would get preferential treatment, frankly. We yes. will respond. Yes, uh, because we are, we're pulled in very many directions. Right. And Patreon.com, we're thankful for you guys and also we'll pay attention uh, to what you guys are saying. Also, we could set up phone calls in the future, maybe. So we're working on something in the future. We are working on something. And we wanted to actually to know what you guys thought about that. We're thinking about doing a semi-live phone call based uh, Q&A with our Patreon uh, members. And that way, if you guys have a specific question, we can actually talk to you and record it and give you all that information in a small format, like, you know, say three, five minutes or whatever, um, and per person. And so that's something we're looking at, and we wanted to know what you guys thought about doing something like that. So by all means, let us know in the comments below. But let's continue, perhaps, yeah, well, to for, our questions. With yeah, Patreon. I just wanted to add, like, for example, Carl Fisher on patreon.com slash TFLcar recently had a question for us, but... You know, it takes me like a day to respond, right? Right. Um, if we set up a phone call um, and you have a specific question about the vehicle you're trying to buy, then it's a two-way street. Yes, exactly. Right? So that's really great. And having a conversation that way certainly knocks a lot of things out of the water very quickly. Uh, and that's that's how we like to work, if possible. Yeah. 
So um, let's keep mo- uh, let's yes. keep moving. So the next one on our list, very interesting, is the Jeep AEV Gladiator. This is one of your choices. Yeah, th- that is mine. I-, I was going through our the stuff we've done this year, and uh, I saw the video we did at Tumbleweed Ranch. This is our property with um, actually a truck provided by AEV, American mm-hmm. Expedition Vehicles. Right. Um, so I I have an asterisk here. Okay which I'm not quite happy about, yes. about this vehicle, but I loved everything else about it. Mm-hmm. So first of all, price notwithstanding, once again, expensive. Very. Uh, but EV has an amazing just way of doing the whole package. So the truck I drove uh, was um, had Bilstein shocks, mm-hmm. very advanced 8100 series. Yeah. Um, it has lift, it had 37s, it had very well integrated bumper. Uh, Skid plating protection, snorkel, uh, air intake, <laughs> high air intake, desert air intake, desert air intake, yeah. um, and drove great on the street, drove great on the dirt road, and it was really impressive off road. But payload, there's a caveat. Yeah, payload. Yeah, payload. payload. So, so uh, if I had some input for the folks at AEV. Um, because they redo the springs. Mm-hmm. So uh, some of their packages for their Jeep, including Wranglers, actually, Wranglers and Gladiators, they actually change the suspension. They change the coil springs and the shocks to work together. But it doesn't seem like, at least with the truck I drove, it doesn't seem like they prioritized payload, which you know I'm a big fan of. Yes, but what they did prioritize is off-road capability. Yes, they did. And that's exactly what happens. This is the weird trade-off that it's just... It's going to be you know, forever. It'll always be a problem. People who want to tow and haul versus people who want to really go off-road. There's, there's various levels of truck that you can get out there all throughout you know, every automaker practically. Um, and some of them are a little bit more leaning towards, yeah, I want to be able to tow more and haul more. And some are leaning a little bit more towards I want to go off-road more. A really good example of that would actually be the uh, Power Wagon. From Ram, which you yes. guys know I love. It's not on this list or any of these lists, actually. Partly because there's it's nothing not new. It's not updated. Yeah. Exactamundo. But that's a truck that would be damn well perfect if it could tow and haul more. But the trade-off is it's really, really good off-road. But in order to have that type of suspension system, you have to give something up. So that's how this works. Yeah, and I think the solution for this is perhaps because Jeep and um, the Wrangler and Gladiator AV packages because you could order it at the dealership at the, mm-hmm. your Jeep local Jeep dealer, right? And then this Jeep brand new, uh, when it's built, um, it actually goes to the AV facility and then they upfit it and right. then they ship it to the to you the customer. Maybe you can specify, hey, I want a heavier duty package option, right? right? So if you do that, for example, you put a small camper in it, maybe a tent. Uh, you need more payload, right? I agree 100%. And we are not, by the way, being paid by AEV. They are not a, um, a sponsor. A partner of, of ours, right? No, not at all. It's just we acknowledge when someone builds something really freaking good, It's we have it's to really acknowledge. Yeah, it yeah. really is. And other automakers are paying attention, and they're beginning to use AEV products as well for a good reason. Or competitive products even. Competitive products as well, uh, yeah. To AEV. Exactly. <laughs> For example, Ford. I had Ford in mind. Exactly. But that's later. Yeah, that is later uh, on. What's next on our list? Next uh, uh, is really great. Uh, really great, the Nissan Frontier. Now, granted, the Nissan Frontier actually was very much revitalized uh, over a year ago, but it's still very new in our book. And as such, 
we've had a chance to really get used to it. We've taken it to several places. Um, that's including the Mojave and uh, up to the mountains up here. And I got to put it on in water, oh, water yeah. crossings. We've uh, towed all, with it. We've hauled with it. We've yes. done everything with it. It is next to, ironically, next to the Honda Ridgeline. It is the last, and also the Jeep, but uh, the Jeep is very different. Um, it is one of the last V6 uh, midsize pickups that you can get, right? Yeah, because people are, manufacturers are switching to turbocharging exactly. small engines. More yeah. and more and more. Toyota's yeah. a very good example. Ford. And, of course, General Motors now. So it's starting to look like, you know, it's an endangered species. However, Nissan's done something very interesting. So I want to quickly get to this. Yes. For an absolute base model, you still get the V6, which I believe puts out, what, 310 pound-feet of torque? Oh, horsepower. Yeah. That's horsepower. It's yeah. Right, uh, 280 yeah. pound-feet of torque. Whatever. Yeah, but still lots of horsepower. It's very, yeah. very, very flexible wonderful engine hooked up to a nine-speed automatic transmission. Once again, that comes standard. So even at the base model, that's what you get. In addition, and I mentioned this before when we did our uh, Tacoma video recently for a talk, mm -hmm. that unlike the Tacoma, which will give you this extra cab version, but there are no seats in the back. It's really just for cargo. If you want to get the least expensive version of the Nissan Frontier, you do get back seats in that one. That vehicle does so many things well, and I like the way it looks. It's not the best in class for towing or hauling, but it's not the worst either. It does, it's, it's like sort of in the middle. Mm -hmm. But what I really like about it is value and overall comfort with one exception. What's that? The steering wheel, I know this sounds like I'm nitpicking, but honestly, for someone who has ape arms like mine, I need a telescoping steering wheel ah. to get comfortable, right? Yes. It just has a rake. Control. It doesn't have the ability to telescope, which all the other competitors do. So when I'm in it, I'm comfortable with my legs, but my arms are stretched in some unusual direction, which just doesn't... It's one of the reasons why I didn't buy it instead of getting the Hyundai Santa Cruz. I know that sounds crazy, but that was really one of the reasons. Well, actually, Santa Cruz is also on our it, later in the show. We'll, it is we'll, later we'll, on the list. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. We will indeed. But anyway... Um, uh, if you're looking for the best value amongst mid-sized trucks, it is one of the best. Uh, I would recommend it. It's a very good truck. And actually, this week also, Toyota released their configurator online for mm -hmm. the new Tacoma for 2024 and beyond. And um, we did a video about this, right. news video. It's already there on the oldtfl.com. Right. You can check it out. And I also looked at the Frontier pricing. Mm -hmm. And indeed, Frontier pricing, because you can get a shorter cab, yep. two-wheel drive right. truck, I think with destination around like 31, 31, 31, Yeah, it's, I think it's 32. Closer to Closer 32, to 32 yeah. but it's still in the 31 zone. Yeah, and and you could almost not get a Tacoma for that. So, you I mean, the Tacoma is about 32,995. So there's already a, a bit of difference there. So, mm -hmm. so it is good value truck. And also, um, we have a prototype image of it recently that we mentioned in the previous episode. That I don't know. I mean, it seems too soon for them to redesign it. Yeah, I don't know if this is some sort of facelift. It doesn't seem like it would be necessary so early on. I mean, they only recently introduced but, this all-new body. But the heat is on in this segment, That's right? a very good point. Yeah, so maybe they're adjusting certain things. Or this could be some special edition that we know nothing about, which okay. is entirely possible. So anyway, enough about that. But yes, we do uh, recommend it. But let's say you want capability and all-around 
efficiency, right? And you also don't want to spend a stupid amount of money. Remember, we were talking about that there are some vehicles here that are not as expensive. Well, one of them is right here, the Ford Maverick Tremor. What a great deal and what a great little wizard truck. It's just a great little guy. Yes, we had a chance to uh, once again test it off-road at Tumblewood Ranch. Um, it, it, it's a compact, right? It's, so it's a class. Um, I actually had a chance to compare it against the previous Tacoma, the, the current generation. Tacoma. That's right. And you could see side by side, Tacoma is not a big truck by itself. Maverick is quite a bit lower shorter i mean it's just almost smaller in every in every dimension i would say it pretty much is and it's certainly a lot lighter as well yeah a uh, very different type of powertrain and it's a very different type of little truck now i know what you're yelling at the screen right now i know what they're yelling uh price no you what? can't get one mm, yeah yeah especially the hybrid almost uh, impossible to get right now Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co but the, actually, I think you might be able to get a tremor without waiting, you know, well, three so years. Well, so here's my caveat to this. Yeah. I think you added Maverick tremor onto this I did. List, but I, I want to challenge that just a little bit. Okay, challenge me. Uh, because it's at that upper $30,000 uh, $30, level. I think think like $36,000, uh, $37,000. Yeah. That, I it, mean, it depends on how you it, configure it. That's exactly it. it. If, you, if you get but you can you can start at about thirty five. Yeah, but it's encroaching on the midsize territory. It is. And that's my caveat here. Yes. It's because you can buy a base Frontier 4x4 or even maybe even a, you know, Tacoma 4x4. Well, actually, Tacoma, mm -hmm. it's really hard to do that. Yeah. Um, but you see what I'm saying? You're almost encroaching on the midsize territory with, almost, this, almost. with this track. But you know, consider what you're getting. First of all, ironically, uh, I think that the uh, Tremor, sorry, not the Tremor, the Maverick, is more comfortable inside for four people than those other two trucks mentioned. Uh, mm. The back seat, I think, is more comfortable in the Maverick than it is in the Nissan. And the front seat, definitely more comfortable than the previous Toyota Tacoma. Uh, I haven't driven the new Tacoma yet, so I can't judge, but this is just based on the old one. Sure. Um, but also, you're talking about much more efficient. Uh, it is still cheaper than getting a 4x4 version of either of those two trucks, the competing trucks, a hell of a lot cheaper than getting a, uh, was it, the Ridgeline with the, uh, whatchamacallit package, which is in the 40s, 
their base package. Yeah, the, well, they have like HPD, and then right. now Trail Sport is coming out right. as and, well. Right, and, and you're not going to, it's that's nowhere near that. So it still undercuts a majority of them for what you get. And then in addition, you get this cute little locker in the back, and it is quite capable and very maneuverable. Just a great car you can, and I said car, that you can drive in the city. And it's then unibody-ish. It but it, then yes. it turns into a truck when you've got to load stuff in it. Just a great utilitarian machine. That's why I put it on here. Um, and yes, yes, you can get an absolute stripped-down base model Frontier King Cab. Uh, with 4x4. 4x4. Probably for the same price for as about, this Tremor. For about the same price as that and Tremor. And Tremor, specifically, we're talking about the Tremor because mm. it, it's it's an off-road package exactly. of the Maverick. And it's a little bit taller and, and it's a little bit better, more capable. It's got more tire. It's yeah. got that little locker I talked about. Yeah. And it's I think it's quite capable for what it is. So I, that's why I wanted to put it out there. Okay. What's next? Sierra 1500. AT4X. No, sorry, no, Sierra no, 2500. No, yes. Sorry, I was, uh, Andre's writing. If you look at this, not easy. No, it's better than Romans. Come on. It is. Anything's better than Romans. Chicken scratches. So is surreal. Um, uh, Sierra 2500 AT4X. Now, we just had the AEV version of that. We did. And we did a lot with it, actually. Oh, we did. And what a fantastic truck. I actually added this to my list as well because it it's funny. It didn't win anything, really, right? It didn't. It wasn't the most efficient. It actually really wasn't. It wasn't, uh, I would say it, it was very good off-road, but it didn't smash anybody else off-road, so to speak. Uh, it doesn't, I don't think it leads with towing, does it? No. It's up there. You it's know, up there, uh, but I, yeah. I don't think it's the, the top. We tested the Duramax one. Right, the, right, right. The diesel one. Right. Yeah. So, it, but it was just, a, in terms of off-roading, extremely capable for a giant truck. And then it still has the capability of hauling and Towing. Lots of payload. Right, right. Yeah, lots of for payload. an off-road bias truck. And it looks dynamite. And the massaging seats are quite comfortable when you get them on. Yeah, there you go. And we did take it to Moab. You're referring to that, Yes, I think. quite a video. Um, and once again, I mentioned that uh, with the AEV Jeep Gladiator, mm -hmm. this GMC 84X, well, it does have some AEV components as yes, well. Yes, it does. But it's a full package. So it doesn't feel like, you know, something was done aftermarket. No, it's, it doesn't it's feel not. like it's slapped on at all. It, and yeah. it's not. It's built at the fact GM factory. Exactly. So yes. these components are actually brought to the factory as opposed to the vehicle being brought to a different factory. Yeah. So it's very, you know, all warranted, all working together, and all integrated in a really great way. Except $104,000 for the one that we were driving. Woo! <sighs> that yes. is painful. Yes. But what a great truck. Yes. All right. So I also added to this list the new Tacoma. Mm -hmm. So there, there's a caveat here. We haven't put it through the whole gamut of testing yet. No, we haven't. Um, I, I was able, I was fortunate enough to do a first drive, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of a quick thing. Um, I d drove it off-road and on-road, and I was really impressed initially with what I saw. <coughs> <laughs> so, so I wanted to put it on this list. Yeah, and you drove the manual one. You drove yeah, the one with the little um, extra uh, the, the, the base cab. one. Yeah, right. Uh, but what you didn't drive, and we, you guys need to know this, he did not drive the hybrid version of that. That's wait. We're not doing that for a few months. I think. Yeah, that should be available in April-ish time frame right. in 2024. There you go. Um, also on this list is one of our long-term trucks. Oh, that yeah. I wanted to mention because our Ram 1500 Stubby, which is basically a two-door short bed, 4x4 base truck with a the, V6. It's the classic. It's the classic V6 yeah. Pentastar. Dude, how impressive was that? Just a solid little guy. It did everything we asked of it and then some. We beat the crap out of it. 
Well, actually, Alex and Case also beat up on it yeah. quite yeah, heavily. The, the boys, the boys, definitely. You turn, let them off the leash and see they what happens. They took it to Moab. It's a stock truck. It's a stock truck. They took it to Moab. Uh, they had to pull the chin. Didn't they pull the chin thing off of it or not? Or it was pulled off during the rock. It was removed. Yes. Um, but uh, then Andre insisted on putting stickers all over it with little poopy dogs. <laughs> um, I'm blaming no, you because everybody yells at me about it, and it was just a gag. Anyway, uh, but it, it is the ideal little hard-working truck that just did everything well. And here's the craziest part about it. Aside from it being relatively efficient and uh, fairly inexpensive, yeah. it was a very nice driving little truck. Actually comfy. Yeah. Yeah, very comfy. With, with the base... Bench cloth seats. Yes, and uh, it didn't do one thing good, uh, which is towing. No, but it didn't say it was going to do it well. Yeah, it, right. What was so, it? Five thousand pounds uh, of fat. Yeah, it was just under 5,000 pounds, yeah. but it was based on its rear axle ratio. Yeah. So if uh, it was very hard to find this truck, yeah. if we did, were able to actually order one, we probably would have chosen a different rear axle ratio and, and got the towing a little bit higher. Didn't we have to go to Nebraska to pick it up or something? No, like it was like Idaho. Roman Idaho. 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 All the way to Idaho yeah. to get this. Um, they were impossible to find. So that was just one caveat on this Ram. But it was an amazing, affordable truck. I think we bought it for around 40K, which sounds like a lot of money. But um, it was 4x4. Four four. So, if you yeah. don't need 4x4, four four, you can get it like way lower in like low 30s. Right, exactly. But it was like about 40K. And it's just, a, yeah, a really hardworking little truck. Now, I think it's time, and you guys have been waiting for this because you guys love negative news. Come on, you do. And that is the most, or the disappointing the trucks. The disappointing trucks, yes. Um, now, this doesn't necessarily mean they're bad trucks, but it may mean that one component of the trucks are bad or perhaps there was something that we felt. Oh, we want to improve. Exactly. Upon, yes. That was, you hit the words right out of my, yeah. Thanks. Okay, so let's get started right away. And that starts with this one, the Toyota TRD Tundra Pro Off-Road. I said it all backwards like Yoda. Let's try that again. <laughs> Toyota Tundra TRD Pro Off-Road. Yeah, um, so really solid truck. So we were able to test the 2024 model because mm -hmm. they're already being um, sold yep. and coming to dealerships right now. Um, so the TRD Pro, in my mind, and I think I've said it before, not just about this one, but previous TRD Pros as well last year. Uh -huh. um, it has a huge promise, right? Because it's so competitive here. We have trail bosses, we have tremors, we have rebels. Yeah. We have even Raptors and other vehicles in here. And it's right it, in the middle of that ether. Yes, right? and it's and it's kind of a top dog currently for Tundra. Yeah. As far as off-roading is concerned. But it in my opinion still it doesn't have enough ground clearance. Yes. And it doesn't have a, enough protection as far as bumper corners are concerned. Mm -hmm. Yes, it has skid plates, which is a great. Yeah. But as far as front chin bumpers and rear bumpers concerned, it's mostly plastic. Yep. And what does plastic do does what does it do when it hits rocks and dirt? It deforms and it scratches cracks. and cracks and yeah. all that stuff. So that's not ideal. And I'm not going to go into the whole tirade about no tow hooks, but it doesn't have them. Uh, but in addition to that, I would say that there's, there's two other issues that I would have with it. One, uh, I don't think it has enough tire. The tires are good. Yeah, the, the, the tire better. itself is good, but there's not enough meat on it. Right. We need like wider and possibly or, slightly taller, yeah. for, which would also help us ground, ground clearance. Yes. Exactly. But in addition, this is a hybrid. We're not talking about just the twin turbocharged V6. No, this is the twin turbocharged V6 with a hybrid powertrain all combined. That's how you get this truck. It's standard, right? And we drag raced it. Yes. Quite and, fast. And it moves. Yes. But you know what the thing about that truck is? 
it's not very efficient for a hybrid. Yeah. Um, Toyota added the hybrid system for power, obviously. And, to and towing And as towing, well. right. And it's good at towing. It is. It, it, it kind of tows like a diesel. It lobs around a very low RPM, which is surprising for something that has turbochargers in it, right? But with that being said, it's it needs just a little bit more oomph to be more competitive, and that oomph means perhaps a little bit better fuel management for better mileage, but also more capability off-road. I know we're asking for a lot, but that's, when you're coming into this thing, why aim for the midpoint when you can aim for the top, right? That's kind of where my head is on Yeah, this. but they never really promised amazing efficiency to begin I, with. Yeah, I know. They talked about it being, you know, they're calling it iForce Max, mm -hmm. you know, Max meaning powerful, right? Yeah. And forceful, right? That's in the name. That's that's what Max uh, means. So, so, so uh, I think the solution here is, and we haven't tested the hybrid, the new hybrid Tacoma, obviously, because it's not available right. until next year. But maybe the Tacoma hybrid will be that efficiency player I would hope versus so. this maximum towing machine. Well, a majority of right. people who are looking at mid-size trucks versus full-size trucks are thinking, mm, I'm going to get better mileage, yeah. which will make sense, you know, uh, because uh, honestly, it just doesn't, I'll get to that in a second because I actually have a vehicle that's a very good example okay. of that. Okay, uh, next on our this uh, list where that we want to improve, disappointing list, is the Rivian quad motor, four motor pickup truck, all electric truck. Right. Um, so first, let me compliment it by saying, wow, amazing interior, amazing. Actually, for a first vehicle out of the gate for a brand new company, I think they really went really, really far with quality design and also speed. It's amazingly Oh, fast. yeah. It's, it, I, I really like the package. I really, truly do. In addition, they just did a major update, and Andre got a chance to participate in that. Yeah. Uh, the towing update was amazing. The mm -hmm. iGauntlet we did with it far improved over the original version of this truck. So uh, very competent towing machine. I'm not talking about range. I'm talking about handling and power and also technology for towing. Exactly. This is really amazing. Yeah. But, but we, uh, we took it off-road in our Rocky Mountain terrain. Now, the boys took it off-road. That's Alex and Case. Yes. And Alex is known for beating... The life he's he's hard on vehicles. He's really not just Rivians, all vehicles. All vehicles, motorcycles, powerboats, um, vans. Yeah. He yeah. beats everything up. Egg beater, whatever he has in his hands, he's going to beat up on. And he didn't go too crazy with it, but it was because he couldn't go too crazy with it. Yeah, so it was. It had an odd moment climbing over this kind of rocky terrain where some of the wheels didn't have any traction. We call it razor rocks, and it tests articulation, traction, and power. Yeah. And, and also ground clearance. And ground clearance, uh, of course. It has plenty of ground clearance, by the way. It's not too bad. It's it's height adjustable. Yeah. Uh, but it, there was a moment where Alex's foot was almost all the way down on the, on the accelerator pedal, and there was no movement from the tires. So the vehicle was kind of in the state where it was trying to figure out where to send power, and it wasn't sending it. Right. It was teetering, so it had its left front wheel on rock, and it had its right rear wheel on rock, but the other two were just hanging there, and the computer just didn't know what to do. Now, in that situation, what it should do is, hmm, I can sense traction here and here. Let me put power there so I can get over this damn obstacle. But it was just refusing to do so. But but it eventually did do it. Yeah, so it wasn't stuck there. No. Uh, Alex was able to make progress. He backed up and w went forward and got it off. The, the he had obstacle. to use a little bit of momentum, which is my best friend. And <laughs> But in addition, it's one of those things where 
Rivian has really reinvented the idea of an electric pickup truck before anybody else really did, right? I know they're expensive. Forget about all that. I'm just talking about the packaging and what they did in terms of technology. They did a great job right out of the gate. However, one of the things people want with an, a, a vehicle is the ability to get out of a sticky situation. So this test that we're talking about, which you can see at alltfl.com, was up against Andre's Chevy Colorado Trail Boss. Yes. And that had no issues going over the exact same obstacle. Although some clearance issue, I think they kissed. Oh, uh, the guys my didn't care about the scratching the bottom of your truck. Yeah, I, I cared a little. <laughs> no, you did. Okay. I can't believe you loaned them your truck. No, it's okay. I mean, mm -hmm. we, we test vehicles, you know, in a responsible manner, but we don't want to park them and have them being trailer queens. No, no, we don't. But the uh, half of that gray hair that you're looking at on Andre's head came from them borrowing his little uh, Colorado. The point is, is that the Colorado performed better, in my mind, uh, off-road. And that really should be addressed, not only from what the you know, Tesla Cybertruck we just talked about, but also all off-road vehicles that say they're electric. They need to be better because you have all that torque and everything else that should make them, frankly, numbers-wise, superior off-road. Um, instant torque on an obstacle, I want that. You know, lightly being able to push up and over an obstacle, that's huge. But not being able to really utilize that because there's some programming issues, that's a big boo-boo. Yeah, and I, I think it's also similar in the Hummer EV uh, <coughs> that we also own the TFL Studios. Um, because on paper, these trucks have a lot of promise. Oh, yeah. Great ground, ground clearance, uh, either simulated or mechanical locking differentials. Right. Lots of motors, lots of torque. Mm -hmm. um, but in real world, including that incident with the Cybertruck prototype, right, uh, there's still work to be done. <laughs> they, they, they can't quite, you know, pr you know pay, pay the um, cash to check. Well, I will say exactly what my wife says about me about these trucks. Too damn heavy. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they are, they're just, that's the other problem. You know, all those batteries do create weight. Weight is not your friend off-road, so that is another issue. But, you know, that's another video, really. Okay. Um, so let's go into the next one. Yeah, yeah what is going on? The, so well, I added well, this. Why did you put this on this list? Uh, so for those of you who don't know, I uh, over a year ago now, 13, almost 14 months ago, I bought a uh, Hyundai Santa Cruz um, SEL. Not the base model, a step above it. But not a turbo. New, no, not a turbo. No. And the reason I didn't want the turbo is because the transmission for the turbo, which is a dual clutch, it was prone to some problems. We had that with our long term. And I didn't want that. I wanted a more reliable eight-speed automatic transmission, which you get with the standard engine. Otherwise, I would have forked up the extra three or four grand or whatever to get the turbo. And I kind of regret that to a certain degree. But what I really regret is that the vehicle that I bought, and I'm not the only one who's suffering from this, is actually becoming less efficient over time. Hmm. And my highway, now granted, I did put on more aggressive tires on there. I have uh, trail terrain BFGs on there, but I already tested them and recorded a one MPG loss, which is about standard for, you know, something like that. Sure. Um, however- But it's oh, getting worse? It's getting worse. And I'm, Over time. Yeah, I'm averaging between 22 and 23 MPG on the highway right now. This is just, I know it's cold and cold does affect vehicles as well. But last year at the same time, I was getting 25 and 26 MPG. 
So, so you don't think it's the tire. I mean, you already no. accounted for that. Exactly. So something else is going on. And you've right. been maintaining this truck Main, uh, my really maintenance has well. Been, yeah, exactly. I mean, I have a fully covered maintenance, so I don't want to, you know, not use that. So I've been taking it in for all its proper fluid changes and everything else and rotating the tires regularly. So it's a mystery, and I'm not the only one who's suffering from it. In addition... In my mind, yeah, granted, I paid about $32,000 for this vehicle, and I wanted to buy something close to cash so I could just not make a ton of payments. And you, I know a lot of you guys are like, yeah, I totally get it. Um, but I know from somebody who owns a Nissan Frontier, yes. four-wheel drive, but with the big cab, not, not the king cab, Okay, uh, that he's getting better mileage than I am on the highway. <sighs> that it's was so frustrating. That was the promise of compact trucks. That's exactly right? what it was that supposed was to be. That was the promise. You know, the Maverick turbocharged engine mm -hmm. is also not terribly efficient. No, it's not. Um, this thing is small and lightweight. I mean, it should be more efficient. It should be it. more efficient. Yeah. I'm really frustrated by it not. So that's my gripe about it. I'm curious for those of you who own the vehicle, if you have a similar gripe. Yeah, the please other let us know. Yeah. yeah, please do. The other side of it is, if you wanted one of these that really does have great efficiency, but not all-wheel drive, yeah, Ford does make the hybrid version of the Maverick. That was something I almost bought as well, but without all-wheel drive up here in Colorado, it just didn't make a lot of sense for me. Anyway, let's move on. Yes, so where are we going next? Well, we, so we went to my vehicle. Let's go to yours. That's the Chevy Colorado. Mm. Mm -hmm. Now, Andre bought his Chevy Colorado down about a year ago now, almost. Well, so months, now we're about eight months in. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, it just Which feels is, like a year. <laughs> it feels... <laughs> it just, yeah. It feels long. Um, that truck performs very well. I think it looks dynamite. It's pretty comfortable. It is definitely a step up from the previous Colorado in many ways. However. Yeah, and I wanted to say also positively that I had zero powertrain issues. You know, some people were skeptical, including Alex, our friend, yeah. <laughs> uh, here at the studios. Um, he, he had bad luck with the GM uh, product. Yeah, but I, I cannot say anything bad about the powertrain. I also got a high high um, output tune, mm -hmm. because originally, when it came out in 2023, they had three tunes on this engine, right? right? Or three power levels, I should say, more accurately. And I had the middle power level, and they offered a dealership installed upgrade to the high output, which I did, and still no issues. Um, and I'll do more testing, like you're probably wondering about like if I got speed improvement. Mm -hmm. So we can do a little bit more testing and, and see. But I'm really happy, but uh, I've had some software issues. Some? How many times has it been to the dealership for software issues? Well, so I'm having trouble now with the reverse camera <laughs> uh, not working. Yes. Um, so uh, I've actually tried to take care of it three times. Mm -hmm. and still waiting. I, I think part of this is part shortage slash strike problem yeah. with, with that, that happened, mm -hmm. and that affected Colorado's as well, as well as many other vehicles. Yes. Um, but it's still, I'm not able to resolve this issue. And there's more issues. Uh, I do believe your vehicle is bricked. It was bricked once. Mm. Uh, it was during a software update that was now over the year capable, right? right. So it can upload, uh, update itself, which is a cool feature because you can get new features. Sure, right? when it doesn't, you become a vampire and suck all the energy out of your battery. <sighs> it happened. Yeah, it did happen. Yeah. And it, and it, it got stuck in the middle of an update and drained my 12-volt battery. Right, and it wasn't something as simple as simply adding power to your 12-volt battery, was it? It Well, uh, eventually I was able to revive this truck without buying a new battery, <laughs> which a lot of people recommended actually. Jeez. 
So, in other words, you've had some technical issues, some teething issues, shall we say. Yeah. Now, I would assume, I'd like to assume, that the second year of this vehicle, which is essentially right now, or coming up, yeah. they will have taken care of many of those issues, so you don't have to pull out your entire center dash in order to replace a certain component, or that you have a federally mandated reverse camera in your vehicle actually working. You know, you know the, the, the Mitsubishi... Um, Mirage, which is one of the least expensive vehicles in the United States. Yeah, little little car. Yeah, and it has a reverse camera that works all the time. Isn't that crazy? It's. I mean, it, obviously, it probably doesn't look as good as yours definition-wise, but actually, no, it looks better than yours because it's working. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm angry for Andre. He's trying his best to be level-headed about this, but I'm furious because this is a new truck. He spent over $40,000 on it. And frankly, I just don't see it as excusable to have this many problems in such or a short at least, amount of time. I, I would, I would like, if I had to change something. Yes, everything has an issue. Mm. The new Tundras had issues, um, but if it's actually easily resolvable, yes, which it wasn't. In that's exactly. Well, it still isn't. Yeah, that's the thing. Not, it's not yeah. even was, it isn't. He still doesn't have a reverse cam. After months of this. Well, so. I'm not driving it much right now because I was fortunate to have, you know, some other loan vehicle. That, that we can drive. for some of us at TFL, that is yeah. definitely one of the. But caveats. for some of us, it's not the case. Oh no, it certainly isn't. Yes. Um, so, but to put it all, you know, put it together in a nice, neat bow. For the most part, awesome truck. Definitely needs some tech upgrades, and General Motors needs to hop on that now. Okay, what's next? The okay. This is a sad one, and this is the Nissan Titan. Oof. Oh. Well, what's wrong with it? Well, it's being, discontinued. It it's being discontinued next year. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, it is being discontinued. It always has been a fine truck, but Nissan just seemed to refuse to update it in such a way to where people out there like you and I could really use it. They were doing things like, well, let's make a nicer interior, or... Let's keep building the XD, which wasn't selling. Now, I know some of you guys are XD fans or even own them. That's great. And I know that they have their place in the sun. But at the same time, they just weren't selling. And that helped drag all the sales down yeah. on the Titan. And uh, you know what I'm hoping? Mm. I'm hoping that in the future, and I know they're retooling their plant where the Titans are built. Yeah. That's why the plant is being closed and refurbished. Smyrna, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I have. I don't own the plant. Uh, my last name is Smirnov. Smirnov is him, and Smir Smirna is the plant. <laughs> right. I so they're retooling for electrified vehicles, right? Uh, yes, they are. So, but my hope is the Titan is reincarnated as two to three truck? or four years from now as maybe as an electric pickup. That's yeah. what I'm hoping because I I think Nissan. I mean, we talked about how good the Frontier is, mm -hmm. and I think. Nissan can do a really great job with this in the future. Well, around two decades ago, when, I mean, let's talk about when the original Titan was coming out. It was pretty innovative. It was extraordinarily innovative. Yes. And it really, it, it did create a lot of panic, especially with Toyota, by the way. Toyota was forced to up their game. And then the American guy, you know, pickup truck builders were like, mm -hmm, we, we need to keep an eye on this. Nissan did a lot of things standard. They had a very good off-road pickup truck, right? You know, there was a Nismo version of that uh, truck as well early on before they yes. did the profile. Yeah. Uh -huh. So they, they, yes. they did some great stuff with the truck. I love the original design. And then progressively, things just changed. I, I don't understand why they went the direction they went, but it was still a good truck uh, thanks to its powertrain. So its most modern current version, which is going away, 
didn't get the updates it deserved, never got what it really needed to be competitive, and it's just a shame. That's why I have it here on the disappointments. Yeah, and I think what happened also is um, Ford is really good at this. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, when a company is motivated, and it usually has to do with investment, right? Right. Because Ford is really into F-Series. It's their best-selling vehicle. By far. Uh, by far. And they're able to be really pushing the boundaries because certifying new engines costs money. Yes. Uh, introducing new innovations costs money. Sure. Uh, all this costs money. But like people like Ford and GM and others are able to invest money to push through those boundaries. They're in for the long game. But the Titan didn't have that either decision-making process or the budget to actually push through that. It just stuff. didn't have the corporate backing. It's yes. just like they didn't really, they fell out of love with it or something. And yes, there's so a, that was the issue. Yeah, really. and then we have a video, if you go to alltfl.com, it still might be there. If not, go to TFL Truck, I believe it's there, where we talk about the demise of the Nissan Titan. We go into the weeds and into the details, and I highly recommend you check that out if you want to see it. Also, now's a good time to buy a Nissan Titan. They're going under MSRP in some places. Yeah, uh, big discounts. Yes. yes. Um, finally, on our disappointing list is the Ram Heavy Duty. All right. Now, Ram guys, hold on. Take a breather. Please deep don't breaths. throw things at deep the... Deep breaths, deep breaths. Okay. We love the Ram Heavy Duty. We own we, a Ram Heavy a Duty. A Cummins 2500. And it's been a fantastic, solid, solid truck. And we've done a lot to it, and we've done a lot with it. However, one thing that you have to admit, Ram has trailed behind everybody else when it comes to uh, powertrain upgrades. Um, transmission upgrades. Transmission upgrades. I mean, cab up- upgrades. To a certain degree, yeah, the cab upgrades. Yes, there is the new Ram Rebel HD that's out there. Honestly, guys, essentially that is just sort of kind of – it's a way of giving people uh, something very close to a power wagon diesel without actually giving them a power wagon diesel. Yeah. And we actually tested several of these this year. Exactly. And actually, good trucks. But I, yeah, I, I can I can back you up on this. Yeah. Uh, let me just read a recent question we received this morning from Ryan, one of our viewers. I have searched lately for any information on the 2025 Ram Heavy Duty with no luck. Will there be a redesigned new cab engine, etc.? So uh, our viewers, like Ryan, um, are wondering about other updates, other refreshments. Right changes updates uh and we we don't we haven't heard anything from ram about this but there's an important note to that i think that they're first going to do their updates with the 1500 and get those out of the way well yeah we know this right we know that part because it's happening right now the new 1500 is coming out very soon um there will be a discussion about ordering one and everything else in the very near future yeah um but in addition that has to happen before RAM can really go full hog into Yeah, well, they can't refresh both trucks at the same time. No, they really can't. Yeah. They could try. Uh, Nissan tried that. It worked out really well with the uh, XD, didn't it? Um, so, no, they're, they're not going to do that. So that's one of the things we're waiting for. I expect a minimum of one year before we hear anything, but that's just my expectation. And I, and I can't wait. I know they're going to smash it out of the ballpark. We love the Cummins powertrain. We think it's fantastic, but... It's Can also you imagine old. if you gave the engineers and designers a little bit of free reign on the next-gen power wagon? They could blow it out of the water. I sincerely... With design oh, and features man. and all, everything You're like that. You're making me feel whippy right now. I feel a little... Are weepy. you going to cry? I, I might. I might need a hug after we're done shooting this. So We know we can, they can do it. We know they can do it, and we expect them to do it. And we know that there's a lot of turmoil going on with Stellantis right now, but their two most profitable 
branches are Jeep and, yes, Ram. Yes. So we don't think they're going to screw that up. We hope they don't. Okay. Now, let's close out this uh, show with some of the surprises, where we were actually surprised. Yeah. Now, surprise doesn't necessarily mean good. Yeah. It could be a slightly a bad surprise. So what should we start with here? Well, let's talk about the Silverado EV because we were one of the first outlets to get our hands on one. Very grateful for that part. And for the most part, an incredible truck. Really outdid it in terms of electric pickup trucks towing. It towed well. It hauled pretty well. It did almost everything asked of it. And best of all, the numbers that were inside the truck, you know, figuring what its distances were and everything else, they were pretty reliable. Unlike some other vehicles out there that where you're looking at the range and you're not going to get that range, this one looked like it really was going to do it. Those are all positives. However, yeah. can, can I add to that? Yes. Just a little bit more detail. Um, so I was fortunate enough to drive this truck for about a week. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, because we were testing with it, I was going to the ranch and back. I was picking up trailers. I was doing this and that. Mr. Truck and I did an Ike. Uh, we did an MPG loop. We did a lot with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was never nervous about my range. And, I, and, and that like clicked in my brain. And I said, you know what? They solved the range problem because this battery is so big that I was never nervous about it. Right. So that was a positive thing. The only thing you need to be nervous about is, here's one of the negatives, driving over a bridge that may not be well put together because you may put a massive hole through it. This thing weighs a lot. It, it, this one, this is a work truck we're right. talking about. 4WT, they call it, which is the most big, largest battery you can get in a work truck Sure. for Silverado EV. Uh, it weighed about, about 8,500 pounds, which is what a diesel heavy duty weighs. Yes. It's just extraordinary yes. for what yes. technically is but, a fifteen hundred. But there's pickup. another negative. Yes. It's the price. It's the moolah. So moolah. Yes, we've been trying to avoid talking about price too much on this, but the bottom line is this is a work truck. This is supposed to be your entry level truck, and I think how much was it? it? Seventy nine nine nine. Basically eighty grand for this truck. This is an entry level truck to a certain degree. With an entry level interior, you know, it looks. Functional, yeah. but there's simple plastics everywhere. Yeah, It's kind of monochromatic, so there's not a lot of color in this interior. Yeah. And you're paying 80 Gs. So as a We're not talking about like tax incentives. No, 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 nothing like that. We we don't want to go into that. Um, Now, there may be a less expensive version coming on around the horizon. And there is one. Yeah, but we we don't have the price is my point. Um, And so we don't know exactly what that's going to cost. But what we do know is that this thing performed better than expected, it did everything it was asked to do. Yes, it's extremely heavy. I would not recommend this for bashing around off-road, but it's also very, very expensive. So those are sort of the things to keep in mind, especially considering that it's a work truck. Um, next on our list. Surprising. This is surprising. Um, and this has to do not necessarily with the vehicle itself, but the automaker. And that is there's still no Ford Ranger. The, the new one. The 2024. So I'm looking at this. I'm I, I'm just at TFL Trucks YouTube page. Seven months ago, I went to the debut in North America in Michigan, mm-hmm. and I experienced didn't drive it, but I experienced the new Ford Ranger. You were lucky al- enough to touch it. Yes, I I, I, I put my paws on it. Yeah. Um, and also, I put my paws on the Ranger Raptor. Yeah. I didn't drive it though. No, no driving. And but here's the deal with this. So we know that the UAW strike pushed everything back. We get that. 
in addition to all the other issues that have gone on with supply chains and everything else, we get that that slowed everything down. However, that was seven months ago, and we still haven't tested it for you guys. We haven't even had Not a Not a press loaner, nothing. Nothing, nothing at all. So... Everybody else has got their new stuff out there. Toyota's got a brand new Tacoma, and we're waiting on this Ford, and it's look, it doesn't look good. It looks like we're going to have to wait even longer. So to get now this they're thing. saying Q1, so first quarter of next year, which I'm hoping it's soon because they didn't sell very many of them in the Q3, no, the third quarter. Sales. They sold about 70, almost just under 7,400 Rangers in three month period. So, really, if they want to fight against you know, Tacomas and Nissans, you know, Frontiers and others. Even the Ridgeline. Yeah, if they want to... <laughs> we know we, they can do it. Yeah. The, but it's, it's just it's not a, here. It's a good truck, even the old ones. So we know that the new one's going to have a bunch of different powertrains now. And there's all this other Updated stuff. interior. Exactly. Yes. And so it's all there, but we're still not driving it. And it's not a question of us crying like little baby girls saying, Oh, no, we can't drive it. No, it's not that. It's you guys... Do not have any information on it that you can use. Or you can't even buy it. Exactly. So that's a big surprise uh, that we weren't expecting from Ford. And I think part of that has to do with the fact that they're focusing not only on their F-150s and whatnot, but also they've recently had to go and cut production on their Lightnings. And a bunch of other things are happening behind the scenes, and we get that. But this is surprising, to say yes. the least. Uh, a positive surprise. Yes, do it. Was the new 2024 Silverado and Sierra Heavy Duties with the new transmission for the gas V8. So they introduced a new V8, the 6.6 liter gas engine about in 2020, mm -hmm. about three to four years ago. And now it's it used to have a six-speed automatic, but now they changed it to 10-speed. I think it should have been right off the bat. I agree 100%. And it improved the truck. Um, so we, we did a, kind of a first drive review. Uh, I believe maybe even you and I took it on an MPG loop. It did really well. Mm -hmm. It was quite efficient. Even more, even a bit of more efficient than the Godzilla V8 and the Ford. Yes. So as far as these, um, not diesel, as far as gasoline heavy duties, I think this Allison branded 10-speed gas V8 is really great. It's fantastic. It's also smoother, easier to drive for such a large truck. Yes, its performance was surprising to all of us. We were actually, I was kind of expecting a dog a little bit, uh, something that would... Like lipstick on a pig, almost? Fighting to get out of its own way, yeah. right? Um, no. And no, it was, it was spry. It moved well. It was athletic, which none of that I expected. I think that this will be an excellent alternative to a very expensive diesel. So something to keep in mind. Because diesels, and we've done several videos recently, diesel versus gas, because a lot of you guys ask us about this. Yeah, we try to compare um, them as often as possible. Yeah, because it is a ten or sometimes a $12,000 investment to buy a diesel engine right. on, uh, uh, in a heavy-duty pickup. So if you can save that money... I think this is one way to do it. It's a hell of a good alternative. I got to tell you, uh, both Ford and um, General Motors have really impressed us with their new gas large displacement engines. They're just excellent for heavy-duty trucks. Okay, now this is a truck that I did not get a chance to even touch or even look at, <laughs> but Andre certainly did, and that is the uh, Nikola Hydrogen. Nikola! So why is this surprising? Well, I had no idea So, of what to expect. Right. Um, I do have a CDL. I, I got my CDL, what, two years now, ago now, maybe two and a half the years ago. The Cracker Jacks did not quite, uh, yeah, they gave you one. 
Yes, but I'm not a over-the-road trucker like our friend Dan is, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Dan Atkinson, is a, that's his job. That's what he does every day. I don't do that every day, but I am able to if, if, I, if I have a chance. And he's willing to. That's and the other And part. I'm willing to. Yeah. Plus, that's my backup plan. When, you know, when I fight Roman, maybe I can fall back onto driving a truck. Nobody's going to let you leave here ever. What? Am I stuck? You are stuck. But in the meantime, you can work a little side hustle by driving a truck because you can do it legally, unlike everybody else here at TFL Studios. Thank you. Uh, but I jumped into this, Nikola. This was a limited drive opportunity in Arizona and near their factory. Mm -hmm. And it, it was driving like a, like a Tesla car. I mean, the interface was pretty intuitive to me. The, the feeling of the powertrain had a very smooth electric power. It's an electric truck, yeah. but it has a fuel cell, hydrogen-fed fuel cell that generates electricity and moves this truck down the road. Would you agree with me by saying that hydrogen, probably not the best thing for passenger vehicles, but might be ideal for trucks? Yeah, and now there's also other companies, startups, like Edison Motor out yeah. of Canada. But also that, Hyundai and Toyota, too, yeah? Yeah, Hyundai has a semi-hydrogen truck. Uh -huh. um, a lot of people realizing that um, if you put an electric axle underneath a giant vehicle like this, and electric motors are very good with torque, yes. very good with power, you just need to feed it energy. And one way to do it is either to have a diesel generator, like a range extender, right, or a hydrogen fuel cell, or even maybe even a gas generator. A any number of things you could do to propel this thing down the road and go long distance, right? Well, that's the other thing. Go long distance with a very small footprint so you're not destroying it with too much carbon, blah, 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 blah. And in addition, very quiet. Yes. Uh, there was a couple of negatives about it. Okay. So positive driving experience was wonderful. Uh, smooth, understandable, easy to use. Nice looking truck, too. Uh, actually, pretty handsome. It's... Um, it's actually an Iveco cab Is from really? Europe. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Um, so nice, but um, quiet. Yes, but it does have a cooling fan that's quite loud. Uh. And because there's once again there is heat when you make turn hydrogen into electricity. Turns out water comes out. Mm. We know this. Oh yeah. But also heat comes out. Ah. So you do have to heat, uh, cool that down. So Why you could turn it into a sauna? Oh, the extra cab in the back, you could have a rolling We can sauna. have a bed back there. Yeah, and, and you know sauna. what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's negative. Also, the price of this truck is quite high. Oh, I'm sure. In fact, only fleets can buy them with government incentives. Mm -hmm. That's They're very expensive still. And also, we don't have a hydrogen network or refueling. Well, that's kind of where I was going yeah. with the passenger car or passenger vehicle thing. Yeah. But what they're talking about doing is having very large depots throughout the United States where these trucks can go and top off and then they'll have like little satellite versions of them. Or Not sometimes mobile fueling stations. Exactly, right? because that's one of the things you can do with hydrogen, just like gasoline, is you can pull it somewhere else. And, and GM is working on technology where you can have a mobile hydrogen station that moves around to power up electric cars. So hydrogen does have its place in the future. However, and you know we can't go on to this too long because we have to end this whole thing, but I think the bottom line here is that there's a lot of interesting tech there, but we're still almost at the phase of proof it's, of concept. It's kind of infancy. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I think 10 years ago, I'm hoping you and I are still here talking <laughs> on this podcast, Maybe. but I think 10 years from now, 
uh, when if we're here and if we're still talking about this, I think we'll look back on this and say, you know what? They had it, you know, they had it. And, and as soon as the fueling infrastructure improves and as soon as some of the other elements, like the weight of this truck is also pretty high, um, as, soon, as soon as they can get the weight down, make it a little bit more efficient, I think that's the future. I would agree with you 100%. Well, there you go, guys. So we were able to close out 2023. Whoa, you know. that was a big one. Yeah, that was. Um, I think that you know, there's less um, choice with truck than there is with car. So we're going to have a very similar list on the uh, TFL chat, or car chat, I should say. Yes. That's its new name. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a very different type of list. But yeah, as a, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's a little bit easier to, for us to put our hands around the entire pickup truck segment. <laughs> exactly. Right? But a car segment, gosh, good luck. Good luck with that. Now, by the way, you might be asking, well, why didn't you mention one truck versus another? Why did, you know, for good or bad or whatever? In many cases, uh, we tried to cover vehicles that just came out or most recently had a major upgrade that we've driven. Or surprised us. Exactly, yeah. or surprised us. So that's one of the reasons, perhaps, that you might want to be thinking of. Please let us know if you want to add to this list in the comments below. Send us an email or, once again, Patreon. Thanks a lot. And uh, yeah, altfhall.com. You can check us out. Thanks for joining us again and happy holidays. Happy holidays, guys.